guys, it's Melissa. Since we're an independent podcast, your support means the absolute world, whether that's on social media, in a podcast review, or a word of mouth recommendation. If you've been enjoying this podcast and would like to take it a step further, I now have a support feature where you can contribute a one-time donation at whichever price you'd like. Click the link in the episode description to learn more. Thanks, guys. Now enjoy the show. The Sisterhood of the Bottomless Mimosa. Hi guys, this is Melissa and welcome back to the Mimosa Sisterhood podcast. Tonight we've got another episode in our Everyday Woman segment where we feature the everyday woman with a super inspiring life story. But before I introduce you to our next guest, I wanted to remind everybody that we have a podcast phone number where you can call in and leave a voicemail that I will feature in one of our upcoming episodes. So you can call to submit a woman of the week and tell us a brief story about a special lady in your life that deserves some recognition. Or you can simply call to say hello, tell me where you're from, why you enjoy this podcast, and I would love to hear from you. I think it's so, so, so cool to hear from my listeners and learn how they discovered the show. Um, And I want to feature your voice and your stories in one of our episodes. That would be so cool. So if you're interested, the phone number is 562-270-4914. And do know that the voice message portion cuts off around two and a half minutes. So either record something in two and a half minutes or send me multiple recordings, however you'd like to do it. But you only have about two and a half minutes to submit a recording. Um, And I would love to hear from you. So please call me. Uh, We also have a monthly newsletter and the fourth edition is going to be releasing tomorrow. So there's still time to sign up if you'd like to receive it. You can just head over to my website, mimosasisterhood.com, and you can submit your email to sign up for the newsletter. It's super, super, super fun. It only includes like 30% of podcast news and announcements, and the rest of it is literally like an online magazine that I write myself, and I include lots of really fun, snazzy shit that's related to women's lives, so you should like it. It's really cool. I love it. It's my favorite thing ever. All right. Now that I've gotten all of that snazzy stuff out of the way, let's get into the episode. So tonight we have a really, really, really special guest, and she's tuning in all the way from Canada. She is the founder of a very, very, very important platform. It's called Wine and Women, and her name is Nishka. Hi, Nishka. Hi, Melissa. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited that we get to connect officially IRL, although we're very long (laughs) distance from each other, but it's kind of like we're on the phone having wine together and we're real friends in the real world and I'm so excited about it. Me too, girl. (laughs) So we know each other because just like Simi in my last episode, we 
have connected through this little sisters community through Instagram, um, which honestly, like I said in my my last Everyday Woman segment, is a large reason as to why I decided to launch this little series for my podcast because I've connected with women all across the entire world who have lived very different lifestyles of my own. You have a really, really, really awesome life story, and I think the world would love to hear it. And it's so important that the world hears it. But before we get into it, I also just want to tell everybody about your platform because I'm obsessed with it. So you have a really popular Instagram page. It's called Wine and Women. And you basically do everyday woman, but through Instagram. And so it's fucking phenomenal. So tell me how you got into this, what prompted this, you know, what you've learned from it, how it's impacted your life, all of the good stuff. Well, it's funny that you say that, you know, it's kind of similar to an everyday woman, kind of the same goal that you have with your podcast, because that's exactly what it is. It's literally showcasing the everyday women, um, things that we go through, whether it be challenges or rewards, obstacles that we face just for being women, but then also a lot of things people go through that they don't talk about. One of the biggest things I've encountered is women who want to share stories, um, but feel like they can't because they don't want to be judged or they don't want people to know that it's their story. So kind of providing that um, anonymous platform has really helped them. It's been really rewarding. I think, um, I don't think I estimated how much work it would be. Like, I thought, <laughs> I'm just going to get a story. I'm going to share it. It's going to be great when in actuality, like, because a lot of times people write just sentences about their life or they write, they do like an answer question format that I, I send out to them that kind of helps, um, you know, get the story out and let them feel their feels and thoughts. Um, but then I kind of actually have to put it together. So not only am I putting this whole story together, um, I try to use local artists, illustration pieces and art pieces from, um, whether it's local artists or just artists in all over the world to kind of showcase art. So that not only is it anonymous based on the person writing it, but it's also anonymous in terms of the picture. So nothing is there to kind of, you know, um, identify the person who wrote it. And I think that's kind of why a lot of people have opened up so much because there is so much confidentiality and privacy, but you're also getting to share and you also get to hear so much feedback through the comments, through the likes, through things like that, um, through the shares of the stories. And I just personally, I think it's super cool. And um, my personal take on it is that it's not hurting anyone and it's not harming anyone. And if it's not, then it's most likely helping someone. and, And that's pretty cool to be able to help you know, so many people and I've gotten so many, so many sweet, sweet, sweet messages that sometimes it's almost overwhelming. Like you're like, oh my God, what, what's going on? And, and I'm so thankful for it. So yeah, it's been a really, really good journey so far. It's only been about eight months, not even. Um, and we've, I've gotten over 300 stories in, I'm still, and now I've started my full-time business. So I'm kind of in the middle of, instead of posting every day, which is what I was doing through a quarantine, I'm now posting every couple days. Um, it takes me a little bit longer to get around to editing the stories with working, um, through my business and things like that, but it's still really good and it's still exciting and I'm connecting with so many women and, and it's just been really nice. So how did you like, what prompted you to start this? Was there anything particular in your own life that was like, I'm going to start this page, I want to do this? And like, was there like a major like thing that happened or something? Or was it like one of those things where you needed it for yourself? So you created it? Like what prompted this? 
I definitely think it was a mix of both. There was, um, you know, times in, in my life, like just like everybody, you know, you go through some shitty shit and then sometimes you go through really great shit and, you know, you're, you're stuck in the middle sometimes of comprehending what you've been through and processing what you've been through as well as, um, I think my mom for me was, was kind of always like, look, you can use your platform to do so much. I've made so many friends throughout high school and university and work and, and I, I will give myself the fact that I'm good at keeping in touch. So I like being social. I like, you know, meeting up with all my groups of friends and things like that. So, um, I was always trying to figure out a way, like, how do I spend time on Instagram and Facebook and social platforms, but actually do something productive instead of just like scrolling through TikTok videos, which I do every night till 3 a.m. Anyways, <laughs> right. so, same, I start same. at like 11 and then I'm like, oh my God, it's 2.30. Like, what am I doing? So I feel like I just was so badly craving this thing of doing something productive. And I think with Corona and like, you know, quarantine and everybody being locked at home, my boyfriend and I were actually, we quarantined together and we were home for the first three months and we would just like binge watch TV because there's nothing to do. And we would go for an iced coffee, binge watch TV, go for an iced coffee. And it was like, oh my God, I'm doing literally nothing with my life. I need mm-hmm. to do something. And I think I talked to a few friends and, and one of my really good friends, she mentioned to me, she's like, oh, you know, you're really good at listening and you're really good at giving advice. You should start something where you give advice. And I'm like, start something where I give advice. Like, I'm going to be in real estate. Like, that has nothing to do with <laughs> giving advice on, like, you know, personal things, like giving advice on houses for sure, but <laughs> mm-hmm. not anything else. And um, so we kind of talked about it, and I kind of ran the idea by her. I was like, what if I started something where people could come, you know, and share their stories? But it was – and I started it more on, like, a mental health wave. Like, those were – that was, like, the kind of – the wavelength I was going for. But then I started talking to a few friends and I started asking them questions and asking them what they thought of the idea. And a lot of people said that there's no space on Instagram or Facebook or anything where you can share stories anonymously. Like Humans of New York, everybody knows Humans of New York. I totally look up to him. He's fantastic. He's done an amazing job at showcasing stories all around the world, but it's not anonymous. So it could be anonymous in the sense that they might take a picture of your hand and not put your name there. But if you know the person, you know that it's their story. Whereas mm-hmm. with wine and women, I find that it really gives um, everyone the sense of like confidentiality and they don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why so many people have been able to share. And it's been so nice. And I'm, it's just, it's been a really good experience so far. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there have been so many stories that you have featured that have completely blown me away like just from the level of like vulnerability to even tell this story the honesty the bravery angst in some of them you know just people telling their truths and sometimes those truths are really really ugly and you're not proud of them but you're telling them because you have to get it out there and you have to put it somewhere and the ability like to be able to do that anonymously and you know, in return, get so many supportive comments from other women who read it and listened to it and are literally there to just provide love and positivity to you and let you know that, like, you were heard and you're not alone. It's fucking powerful. And, like, there's definitely been a few stories on your page where I'm just like, wow, like, I feel like I can be a better person just from having read this because, again, like, you also feature women from around the world. So I, as an American who's been, you know, 
I've traveled, but believe me, I am not well versed in cultures and traditions. <laughs> and to be able to read about women's lives in other countries, it's it's so important. And I think it's what can humble the rest of us, and it's what can you know remind us that life is so much larger than you know the the little tiny bubbles that we live in in our worlds. And so. I love it. I think it's fucking fantastic. I hope you do it forever. (laughs) Um, And I'm constantly telling people about your page because I'm just like, this is so amazing. It's so important. We need this. And I'm just, I'm your hugest champion. I'm just like... Not only do we love wine, we love women and we love storytelling. I couldn't be more on board with the entire thing. Thank you so much. It means so much to me because I feel like as much as people say it, sometimes I don't get to have the one-on-one conversations with people too often, especially not over the phone or, you know, recording a podcast. Um, I was definitely very hesitant at the beginning because I wanted to keep it completely anonymous. Tonight is actually the first night I even posted a picture of my face um, on my story for Wine and Women. I haven't actually shown my face um, other than my introduction post. I don't ever post anything um, that kind of shows anyone's identification or anything like that so that's been super new for me too um but it's been really powerful i think that's a really important word that you use because i grew up in india and it's very different from canada and we moved here at an age where i was young enough to learn but also old enough to know where i came from and you know my life back there and how my life changed when we moved here and so it it's been a really powerful experience just growing up here but also using this platform to kind of retouch on my roots like i've met so many girls from india that you know they're like oh that's really cool we also have this in our life and we have so many similarities and differences but um it has been really powerful and has been just a really cool experience too. Absolutely. Um, well, so perfect transition. So on top of you running this super powerful and empowering Instagram page, I know you have an entire life outside of it that you're running <laughs> and operating, um, which you've already mentioned. You are now, you know, a, almost like running your own real estate business. I know you recently just passed a bunch of your exams and your classes and you're like full throttle on career world. So you have, you know, your own life that you're living as well as amplifying other women's lives. One thing I'm wondering, like, have you ever written your own story on Wine and Women? I have written my own story on Wine and Women (laughs) anonymously. Um, I'm open to sharing it just because a lot of my friends who do follow the page and a lot of family members who do follow the page um, are aware of my story. And if you read it and you knew me, then you would definitely know that it was my story. Um, So my story is actually, um, I posted it, I believe, on May 15th. That's my boyfriend's birthday. And the reason I chose to post it on that day was because my story um, is just based around the fact that last year, Um, I interviewed for a job at the old company that I used to work for. And, you know, I went through five interviews. I went through three case studies. I went through group interviews. And after like seven or eight weeks of all the interviews, um, it was an internal job that I was interviewing for. Um, I got the position. So it was very exciting for me. And it was exactly where I saw myself. It was exactly what I wanted to do. I just felt like, you know, when you're like waiting for something to happen and you feel like you've made it, that's Mm -hmm. what I felt like. And I remember speaking to my current manager at the time and I had signed off on the offer. The manager who was hiring me had signed off. And the last signature was just um, my current manager at the time. And he just literally looked at me and he was like, yeah, no, I don't think you're ready. (laughs) 
And Whoa. I was like, what? I'm like, what do you mean you don't think I'm ready? I've spent all this time and effort interviewing and clearly the hiring manager thinks I'm ready. I know I'm ready. How do you, you know? So I actually quit my job that day. And Fuck when I quit yeah. my job, I didn't really have a plan. And um, I think a lot of people in our generation tend to judge others, whether it's girls or guys or whoever, um, we tend to judge and we're like, oh, you went to university, but you don't have a job or you're not working or, oh, you're going to start your own business or, oh, you're doing real estate. Everyone does real estate. I got a lot of that. Everyone's like, but everyone's a realtor. And I understand, <laughs> but oh yeah, you, you, I'm telling you, girl, you could do something perfect. Everyone's going to judge you. You could do it the worst way ever. Everyone's going to judge you. So there's a lot of, and that's kind of part of wine and women. It's kind of part of just like the energy that I try to put out. You just need to be positive. You need to be thankful. You need to understand that at the end of the day, you have no idea the kind of battles people are fighting. Some of the stories that I featured on wine and women, they are literally of people that I see all the time and have known for 10 plus years. And I had no idea any of this was even happening. It's insane. Like, it's crazy. And so kind of moving back towards my story is just, so when I quit my job, I didn't know, you know, like where life was going to go. I kind of knew I wanted to get into real estate, but I, you know, I needed to talk to my parents. Like I needed their support for the next little while that I was going to be studying. And um, the day that I quit, I didn't even get a chance to tell um, the person that I worked with. We were best friends at work and I didn't even get a chance to tell him that I was quitting. And um, when I did tell him, he was like, are you joking me? You know, we have to keep in touch. And so we did keep in touch and we started hanging out. I would bring my friends, he would bring his and his best friend is actually my boyfriend. Oh no so, way. Yeah. That's so, so I posted cool. the story on my boyfriend's birthday just as a, you know, if I did get that job and I did take that job, we would have actually probably never met. So I kind of go with again, everything happens for a reason. And in the moment I couldn't process what that reason was because I felt so defeated. Um, but now in hindsight, he's one of like the best things that's happened to me. He's my best friend. We, you know, get along so well. He's such a good person. And so from everything from all of this, like there was sadness, there was heartache there was defeat there was obstacles but there was also love and happiness and success and new beginnings in in a lot of ways so I feel like yes it was a good good story and I did share it on his birthday so my my story is up there I love it um wow that is so first of all I my absolute largest dream in life is to quit my job on the spot one day I have literally teetered on the brink so many times, like even in just like the past four months, maybe where I've, I've called my own boyfriend crying my eyes out. Like I can't, like, I'm literally going to have a nervous breakdown. Like things are happening. I, I'm not on board with it. Like, you know, just having my own internal crisis about not only my career path, but like the direction that I'm going in my life and how did I end up here and like what's next for me. And it's one, it's super, super scary to take a risk like that because, you know, you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Like everybody wants to be able to quit their nine to five and be able to do something that's more in alignment with their interests and passions. But I mean, it doesn't pan out that well for everybody. It is a huge risk. And so I'm still kind of toying around with, you know, that in my own life right now. But props to you on fucking doing it. And you're now literally a full-blown real estate agent, right? Like, I know that you're busy as shit. You've got so much going on. Like, what is happening with that? Is it just booming? 
honestly, the market in Toronto, which is where I'm from, I know we said Canada, but Toronto, to all my girls from Toronto, um, (laughs) it's crazy here. Like, it's literally, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if COVID made people richer or, like, what's going on. But you would think that with the stop of immigration, with international students not studying here this year just because of COVID and, you know, house prices surging and the condo market being absolutely shit because everybody's moving out of the downtown core because they're not working um, in the office anymore, they're working virtually, um, that there would be, you know, a slowdown or things like that. But no, it's it's on actual fire. Like, it's been crazy. I'm so busy, and you would know because I've canceled on you three times, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Girl, it is okay. I fully support cancellations when you are living your best business babe life, okay? You get so, that money, honey. It's honestly, it's been so crazy. Like one of my best friends, I, God bless her. I made plans with her four times in the last month. And every day I'm like, honestly, Madison, I'm so sorry. I cannot do it today. And it's just, I don't know what happens. Sometimes there's days where I'm really, really, really busy and I just can't think. Um, and then there's days where I'm like, okay, should I get a pedicure? So, you know, it, there's definitely slow times and, um, and very busy times in the housing market. Generally, the summer and the springtime are very busy times. Uh, fall is still pretty busy and winter is when it kind of dies down. Not too many people are moving in and around the Christmas time and, you know, in the winter and things like that. Um, yes, we have snow here. I don't believe you have any, but yes, we have a well, lot of it here. We have <laughs> snow. We only have it in the mountainous areas. So I don't get it at my house, but literally, an hour and a half away we have snow okay, so, so you, yeah we can drive and go snowboarding and stuff like that but no oh, we don't okay, get it like cool. in, in our own backyards yeah no we got like eight feet so <laughs> <laughs> shit yeah there's a lot of snow here um yeah so it's it's definitely very cool it's been a super eye-opening experience because I went from a nine to five where I was used to like a bi-weekly paycheck and I just needed to show up from nine to five and do my job but now it's kind of like I'm hustling and I'm hustling really fucking hard. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, realtors, they make money, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm working 14 hour days. I am working. Oh my, my boyfriend is sleeping. My parents are sleeping. My dog is sleeping. I am working. Um, I'm up in the morning. I'm up at night. I'm doing showings on a weekend. I miss Thanksgiving dinner with my boyfriend's family to do a showing. Like life happens, you know, so so it's been really busy, but it's been really good. I really thought it was going to take a really long time before I could even kind of get my feet wet, but it's been good. I've been busy, so I can't complain right now. Hey, you know, depending on how this election goes for us in the States, you might have a lot of new <laughs> clients coming up. My boyfriend and I might need to give you a call. We really like the snow. He's really into snowboarding. Do you have mountain biking out there? We could totally Canada out. Yeah, honestly, this election, I don't know if it's killing you guys more or killing the Canadians more, but my dad has been on CNN, I kid you not, for like 30 days straight. Like the man has not gotten up. So... I don't know what's going on. And Pennsylvania's, I don't know what who's counting, but apparently no one because <laughs> it hasn't changed since, like, Monday. Yeah, dude. It's fucking weird over here. Um, but you know what I was thinking when you were when you were explaining just, like, you in this new, new real estate world? Like, I think the really cool thing, which I have never experienced working for a company in a nine to five, you know, you show up to work, you clock in, you work job and you do your work and it's great. And sometimes you're really passionate about it. Sometimes you're not whatever. But like when you're kind of running your own jam, there's like a level of 
determination and passion that like I don't know how anybody in a regular corporate type role could ever have because when you're doing things for you and your own company and your own money and your own programs and your own initiatives, it's out of the fucking roof. And like, I couldn't agree more. I feel like the hardest part from, I think when you do own your own business or you do something for yourself independently where what you do is what you make. You don't get just paid for doing a set out job and roles and responsibilities where actually nothing is wrong with that. I just mean the difference between the two and um, you do it for yourself. There has to be so much self-discipline. I think my biggest challenge and my best advice would be biggest challenge being self-discipline and best advice is you have to really love it and be super passionate because that's the only way you're going to do it. If you don't like it, you're not going to do it because there's days that are going to be fantastic. And then there's days that are going to be really, really hard. Um, and you know, this was my first Thanksgiving with my boyfriend's family and I missed it. So that's, it doesn't sound like a big deal, but in the moment I'm like, damn, like I really wanted to be there. And you know, I, and I had a showing, like it wasn't even Mm -hmm. anything crazy special, but I needed to do it. And that showing actually turned into a sale. So if I didn't go to that showing, then maybe it wouldn't have turned into a sale. But, you know, instead of eating turkey and gaining 700 pounds, (laughs) I made a couple dollars. So um, it was okay, you know, and and I'm so thankful for the opportunities. And and I think that's also really important, being thankful for where you're at. I think we often stand where we're standing and complain or have negative energy and vibes about what we're doing and where we're at. But everyone's journey is different and it's, yeah. and it's really okay. Like you don't need to compare yourself to the IG models you see on Instagram and you know, who you see on TikTok and how many followers they have and what they're doing and how much money they make and, and things like that. The best of people who are the most successful and are doing the best of things actually don't post about it. Right. <laughs> so totally. it's, it's crazy. So yeah, I think it's, uh, passion and hard work will definitely get get you really far so what what drew you to real estate like how did you end up here was it something you've always thought about is it something that you know like a family member did and so you kind of just like teetered into it or like what inspired this this professional path for you um so when we moved to Canada which was about almost 20 years ago now um my parents uh own their own business in India and then when we moved here obviously we had to start over and it was different I was 8 years old they were in their 30s and you know it's difficult it's difficult to move from a country where you have your whole family you have friends you have this huge support system to this country that's freezing cold and you <laughs> of no one um and they got the opportunity um to work retail so my dad worked at walmart when we moved here and my mom got a job offer at the bay i don't know if you guys have hudson's bay there but very similar it's a department store store. yeah it's like a department store that we have here and it's it's a canadian one so granted Mm -hmm. you guys wouldn't have it but um you know she got the opportunity to work there and I got chicken pox so she (laughs) had to decline the job offer because I was eight and like they didn't know anybody here so who were they gonna leave me with um yeah so she couldn't take the job and everyone was like it's gonna be so hard for you to get a job you gotta take anything you get and my mom was like cool you have to get chicken pox like today so (laughs) Um, yeah, my dad worked at Walmart the first couple months that we lived here and, um, he would leave at five o'clock in the morning and come back at like 10 PM at night. Cause he would work double shifts, oh um, God. so that they could pay rent. And yeah, it was kind of crazy. Like you think about, you know, and in the moment, I honestly had no idea how difficult things were. They, God bless them to like, I can't even explain to you how thankful I am because they never made me feel like it. I had mm-hmm. no idea. I had every toy. There was food on the table. We were living somewhere. So 
I was super lucky. Like I didn't know it was only me. I'm an only child. And um, yeah, it was the three of us and we loved it. Like we had this super cute condo um, and we had one car and it, it, everything worked. There was nothing that, that didn't work about it. And um, after that, my mom was able to get a job at this insurance company and she worked for um, the gentleman like who owned it. And he was really good to my mom. Like he took really good care of her. He always trained her and helped her and helped her, you know, grow throughout the career and things like that. And when she saw the potential at the company, um, she asked, you know, if there was any openings for my dad, because my dad was having a really hard time with Walmart just because like he was on his feet all day and it was really tough job. Mm -hmm. And so my dad kind of got into the same insurance company, but worked for another owner. So it's kind of like a franchised um, company that franchises out agencies. So they both work for two different people. And then after working for two different people for 10 years, um, they were able to buy their first house. And so we moved. And then after that, they actually got the opportunity to, my dad got the opportunity to start his own agency and my mom was able to join him because um, they were both, you know, in the same company. So kind of from when I was in high school, I've seen the benefits and the lifestyle that my parents have been able to live and just in terms of like freedom and flexibility uh, from owning their own business. Mm -hmm. So I knew I always wanted to do something like that, but I felt like I needed to do corporate just so that I knew for sure. Mm -hmm, I was like, I just need to know if I start my own business and I love it, I'm never going to go into the corporate world, but I need to do corporate first and just see if I like it and see if it gets me where I want to go and then kind of make that make that decision and move over. So that was kind of how I, you know, positioned myself throughout university and when I graduated and things like that. And then I think just, you know, over the last couple of years, my mom and dad have been able to build their dream home. They've been able to, you know, move again and, you know, their business is doing well, knock on wood. And they just exactly where they want to be, I think. And so I've seen how much it's made them happy and how much not only Canada has brought us for just as a family and how much we have to be thankful for. Um, so I knew I wanted to kind of do something in that genre, like of having my own business. There's so many opportunities. I feel like for having your own business, you could literally do anything. Um, but I wanted to do something that would kind of work hand in hand with my mom and dad so that we could also work together totally. and real estate really pairs well with insurance. So that was part of, part of why I started it. And that was, and I think also I'm super passionate about like investing in homes. I got the opportunity to invest in a home when I was 22. Um, and so it's done really well for itself and it's been a great investment. I'm going to be able to use, you know, the money that I've built into that investment to buy a house in the future. So I just really like the process. I feel like, um, I could be a good, not almost like, not a mentor necessarily, but a good example of someone who invested at an early age and how it's really helped me in the future now. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding yeah, me? So. I don't know a single fucking person on earth that has invested in any property here at 22 <laughs> years old. Yeah. And I mean, again, with the help of my parents, I am paying it back to them, but they saw the long-term vision and I, in the moment I didn't see it, I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't, you know, I can't afford all of it. I'm too worried. What if I can't make a payment? And they were like, trust me, like, we're here. You buy it. We will help you. You pay us back. We will rent it out. So there were so many moving parts. And I feel like so many people our age need to hear that. Like mm -hmm. we don't have enough people, you know, at school, you get taught like how to friggin' measure a triangle. You don't get taught <laughs> right. what benefits of investing in a home and what it can do for your future is, you know, uh -huh. everyone's like, okay, I'm going to invest in a stock, maybe Apple. Cause I heard it's doing well, but you know, if you save a little bit of money, you can invest in a home in Toronto, you can put 5% down, you don't need the whole 20%. And, and it has so many benefits at the end of the day, you have a roof on your head, like it's, it's huge, right? So yeah. I feel like 
that was a really big passion of mine, um, coupled with just, you know, having the ability to have my own business and then also just helping like in the past couple months on the places that I've closed on and the deals that I've had, like everyone's just happy that they had your help. And I feel like it just aligns so well with wine and women and like the person that I want to, it's funny when I say grow up cause I'm a grown ass person, but um, <laughs> grow up to be is just to help people and to, you know, to, to do something where you make a difference for someone like how cool, like when they think of their home, they're going to be like, Oh yeah, Mishka helped me. So, so that's been really nice. Okay. I have like six trillion questions. <laughs> <laughs> I am like I'm like praying to God I don't forget any of them because like as you speak I'm just like logging all these like bullet points in my head okay but for okay so before I get into my questions first point I want to make is I am so stoked on your parents and you know like I have to just speak I mean obviously my I can only speak on my own experiences um can't speak for anybody else in our country but you know like what your family went through moving to a completely different place, like across the globe, not having any connections, any support system, really anybody there, bringing their child, starting from scratch, and like their just ability to make the best out of it and not let any kind of challenge or obstacle come in the path of their daughter's progression and happiness in life, like that alone is fucking like they deserve the worldwide trophy. Like that's huge. I you know, I couldn't agree more. Those were the exact words in my head. That's fucking huge. It's huge because uh, people can't do that. People wear no. their emotions on their sleeves. People go through obstacles and hardship, and they take their loved ones down with them. That is the human life. That's what we do as people. And so the fact that you know they made these huge, huge changes that had to have come with countless and countless obstacles. I mean, not only just financial, but just like acclimating to a completely different culture. And, you know, you know, things were totally different than what they'd ever known. And I'm sure they probably faced, you know, a lot of challenges just, you know, becoming one with the community and whatever it might be. Like the fact that you, they were able to maintain such a healthy and positive family dynamic for you throughout your life is seriously, like, I want to come and throw them a party. Like that's how I feel. (laughs) They would love that. They love tequila. (laughs) Oh my God. So yeah, I'm obsessed with your parents there. I wish they were my own. I'm so excited about it. Um, But I also just think it's so fascinating that like, you know, I know you not very well, but I mean, we know of each other, we talk and stuff, but like, just based off the last 40 minutes of us chatting, like, you are smart as motherfucking fuck. Like, I am, like, so blown away by how, like, articulate and intelligent you are. And I think that's, like, such a reflection of how your parents raised you. And, you know, I think it's it's so remarkable that, you know, coming from such adversity for them that they you know, we're able to just manage all these elements of being parents and that like on top of just acclimating to a new world, not only did they provide their daughter a healthy world to grow up in, they raised her to be smart as shit with her future. (laughs) 
like honestly you, you know, are so kind to stop like no seriously my heart. though because like you know just i mean again like i say i can only speak for myself but from you know my social circle and my family dynamics and my loved ones like it's not like that here you know we're in america or at least in california at least in southern california we go to high school we're told to go to college some of us go some of us don't and it's like great you've graduated or now you're figuring out how to survive with no money and in a really expensive world and nobody knows what they're doing and no one has a plan and we have no fucking clue what we're supposed to be doing to survive but we're here and we're all suffering and like that's that (laughs) that's the end of it you know yeah i know and i know i feel you and i honestly i i tell them all the time like i feel exceptionally lucky we were just having this conversation today because um we were talking about how sometimes parents are really hard on their kids and and i can honestly say not one point in my life did my parents make me feel any kind of stress that they were feeling I had no idea if something was going wrong I did not know about it and it wasn't to keep me in the dark it was just to make sure that their stresses never led to you know my stresses and it never affected my mental health and it never you know in turn changed how I acted at school or maybe you know turned up in in my grades or anything like that but it's honestly been such a blessing. I'm so thankful. Um, I, I don't know if I say it often enough to them, but I'm also like super emotional person. I could cry like one second. So I, and my mom is probably worse than I am. So it's just like, we don't have a lot of those conversations because sometimes we're just crying and then you yeah. can't even get, get out what you're trying fest. to say. Yeah, legitimately. Like we have sob fests over like commercials on TV about home and garden living television oh my commercials. God. It's absolutely stupid. Um, and yeah, but I am so thankful. And, you know, and I think I can speak for so many immigrant children that like our families did everything in their power just to see us thrive in school and life and have that quality of life that a lot of us back home don't get. Like no matter how much money or power that you have back home, the quality of life, the freedom, the acceptance for just who you are is very different in North America. And I'm so lucky to live here. And, and, you know, we, we go home, we go back home to India actually every year to visit family because 99% of our family still lives there. And um, it's such an eye opener. Like I remember being eight years old and moving and I never once thought about the people who, you know, lived on the streets or in the slums and things like that. And now when we go back, my heart breaks. Like I cannot even look at it and you're so thankful, but I often feel guilty. And we've had those conversations at home too, where like, you know, how do you manage that guilt? Because I'm sure people from all different countries, whether it's, you know, in South America or Asia or Africa, um, have those thoughts and those feelings and guilt. Like, you know, why me? Why did I get a chance to come here? And, you know, why is it, you know, why can't we do anything to help them? And why can't the world just be a freaking better place sometimes, aka the U.S. election? But anyways, um, it's just hard sometimes. So, yeah, no, I, I couldn't fucking imagine. Like, I couldn't. I, I totally can understand how you and other people who have been able to move on to other parts of the world for better opportunities would feel that heaviness and it, it, it makes sense it, it is it's like a why me and it, it I would imagine that's really a struggle to kind of get through and to accept and understand um but I did want to ask so what it like if you're able to share what type of yeah. business did your parents have when they were in India So my dad and his dad, so my grandfather and my dad, they actually, um, they had business partners as well. And they had a business that, um, how do I say it in maybe English or 
Well, they basically sold mosquito coils to all of India. So mosquito coils are kind of like um, citronella candles or like what keep mosquitoes away. Yeah, they were the number one, um, you know, producers in India at the time. And and India has a lot of mosquitoes, so it might sound funny here. But for there, it's a huge business to have. And so they were in that business. And um, they did actually really well at the time. And um my mom worked up until I was born. She was she worked in um, the finance department for uh, one of their five star hotels in India. It's called the Oberoi. Um, it's it's a very fancy hotel and it's super cool. So my mom and dad got to get married there because she worked there. So super cool. Um, so she did kind of finance. They both did business in, in India, and so then my dad had this business with his dad. And um, towards the time that we were immigrating to Canada, um, their business partner had made a few decisions that were kind of negatively affected in the business and so my dad and my mom had talked about it and they said that they were going to apply to New Zealand and Canada because those were the two open for immigration at the time for Indian citizens and whatever came first that they would kind of you know go from there they didn't really have a plan there was no like specific reason they chose Canada it was just open at the time Mm -hmm. and um yeah within literally they applied in January April we had an answer in June we moved so it literally happened in like six months yeah it was a crazy time and yeah so it was very different I went to private school in India a lot of kids do um it's not uncommon and here everyone goes to, you know, either public school or Catholic school and not too many kids go to a private school. And so it was definitely different. Um, we didn't, we had recess, but it was like different kind of recess. It was like indoor recess. We didn't really have like outdoor recess. And um, I don't know, it was just like we had a really big school. So you kind of hung out indoors, like in uh-huh. a cafeteria concept. And um, I never walked to school. My school was like 45 minutes away. And I, like in India, you have people helping at home, you know, with what, like nannies and drivers and landscapers and things like that, because uh, labor is different there. So a lot of people are employed just within households, like every household just employs five to six people um, based on labor jobs and here it's like not like that at all so I'd never honestly cleaned my room or my bathroom and so when we moved here my mom's like well we gotta clean and I'm like what do you mean (laughs) I don't know what you mean by that and I was eight so it was super weird I was like why do you want me to clean the toilet like I what are you talking about and yeah yeah, so it's very different very was different. it hard? Like, do you re- do you like remember having like being like negatively impacted by the extreme change, or was it just like, all right, we're going with the flow? I'm. I was so young, but also like, so I was eight, so I was old enough to understand, but I was young enough where like you went to bed and you woke up the next morning. It was a new day, you know. Yeah. Um. And so it was definitely a little bit hard in the beginning because I was so confused. Like I couldn't like. I didn't know what was going on for a lot of it. Um, but again, my parents made it so easy that, you know, we were really close. We still are because it's always just been the three of us. And so, and it was a weird time because there wasn't like Skype even back then. There wasn't, there was just email and like you mm-hmm. couldn't even really call because the calls were so expensive. So we didn't really talk to our family all the time, like maybe once a week or once a month or whatever. But so it was different. We had a, we made a few friends here and then we started finding out that a few family friends from India were here and things like that. So we started meeting people. Um, but you know, it's, it's different. And, and I don't remember it being particularly hard in school or anything like that. I did grow up speaking English as my first language. Um, and so that's probably helped a bit because we spoke English at home. So it wasn't a second language for me at that point. And yeah, it wasn't particularly hard, but more confusing. I'd never been in a cold country. I'd never worn like a jacket. I had 
um, yeah, like we traveled a lot when we lived in India, but mostly around Asia and Europe and during the summer months. So it was never cold. Yeah. And wow. yeah, just, yeah, just like, you know, I, I remember walking to school and being like, okay, so do I just <laughs> like, go sit down? Like, I don't know what's shit? going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just remember being confused for a lot of it, but. So wild. So you've definitely like, obviously you moved to Canada when you were eight, so you're still pretty young, but like, you definitely have the Canadian twang in your voice. Did that just like come over time? Honestly, I don't know because it's so funny because my family in India, they're like, oh my God, you sound so Canadian. And I'm like, but I am. <laughs> I don't remember having an Indian accent. My boyfriend says that when I do speak to my family back home, sometimes he hears like a little bit of Indian accent when mm-hmm. I say certain things. Um, and we do go back every year and I do speak Hindi, which is um, pretty uh, common language spoken in India. And so... I guess, but I don't know. See, it's funny because when I have a a lot of friends in the States and they're always like, oh my God, you say the most obnoxious Canadian things. I'm like, I do not. So I find Boston and New Jersey, they sound insane to me. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's it's funny, I guess. But according to me, I don't have an accent. So So one thing that you mentioned that is totally new information for me, which should be no surprise to anybody, um... I, I'm very surprised to hear that you guys, like your family, spoke English just every day regularly when you were in India. Is that like a thing? <laughs> yeah, I, a lot of people speak English in India. Um, but you, just as your first language? So, okay, so to put into context, not all of India, obviously, but I grew up in Bombay, which is now called Mumbai, which is like your Toronto or Vancouver of India. It's one of your biggest metropolitan cities. It has the most expats. It has a lot of people who learn English and Hindi. So there's a lot of English spoken in Bombay, which is a city that I grew up in. Um, my mom is from Rajasthan, which is like a city north or sorry, a state north in India um, and they speak predominantly the language that is spoken I honestly couldn't be 100% sure I should know this because she's going to listen to this podcast Um, (laughs) but they speak um, the language that's spoken in that state which is usually Marwadi or Rajasthani I guess and they so my mom's family spoke Hindi and they did not speak English as their first language. But my dad's family is actually Catholic. Um, my grandpa is from a place called Goa, which was ruled by the Portuguese. So that's why my last name is Portuguese. And my grandma was actually Anglo-Indian, which is British Indian, um, when the British actually colonized India. So they spoke English because they were Catholic and, you know, br- colonized by the British, colonized by the Portuguese. They didn't speak any other language. My grandma actually could not even speak Hindi on my dad's side, like not for the life of her. So yeah, we grew up speaking English. It was like very proper and English, if you want to call it. And, you know, a lot of times they say Indian people eat the food with their hands because of the kind of food that we eat. But no, we were like forks, knives, super table manners, (laughs) like all of my grandpa, like you had to sit on that table, like say grace, everything was all about it. So Wow. Yeah, it was it was definitely different for me than the average Indian kid. I feel like moving here because the average Indian kid is speaking a second la- or speaking English as their second language and speaking another language at home. Um, but even now, we speak we speak English at home. We always have. Um, yeah, like it's not it's not so rarely speak Hindi. Yeah, so crazy. Like I'm super fascinated by the way the world works and the diversity in that and just how life is so different from country to country and 
I just, I absolutely love it. So I'm just so, 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 so thankful that you were able to share so much with me and all of my listeners, many of which are American. I mean, like 98% of my downloads are from the United States. And I'm so thankful to have you and Simi and everybody else who's going to be on this podcast to just tell us more about who you are and where you came from and what that looks like because it's so fucking important. And especially, you know, with the way our world is going and the way the United States is going with our elections and the people running our countries, I feel like unity and like community and connecting and understanding and loving and accepting, like those are such important factors right now as a globe, like not just you and your neighbor, like globally, like we need to be there for each other and a part of being there for each other is just having knowledge like understanding being educated like yeah and I think I just really agree with you in in everything you said right now because it's crazy isn't it like it's incredible how different we are but yet we can connect and we can bond on the same things and we want the same things out of life for the most part you know like align with just being good people and putting out good vibes and it's funny that you brought up Simi because I literally adore that woman like I don't know what it is about her but she just has (laughs) such freaking good energy we I'm not even kidding you we set a date to FaceTime a couple weeks ago and at first we were like is this weird because you know (laughs) We met on Instagram and you're not supposed to like, don't talk to strangers, first of all. Um, but yeah, and I thought, okay, we're just going to talk for like 20 minutes and just be like, hi, how's it going? Because we do kind of speak almost every day through Instagram. We spoke for two hours. Like, I'm like, all right. So, and easy because we just keep talking about how we're going to visit each other and we can't wait to go to London. And every time we chat, we're like, okay, we'll see you soon. And, and it's so crazy because I feel so connected with her and I feel so connected with you. And I haven't ever met you guys. And this is the first time you and I are even speaking like, over the phone or through a podcast and you know I hear your voice in videos and or like you know the voice notes we do on um, the sisterhood community but other than that it's like I don't even feel that connected to some of my friends here so <laughs> it's it's insane you know like it's insane what like good vibes and good energy and and just overall good people can do for your for your soul fucking love it so I pride you I applaud you I love it I love your story I love everything about everything that we're all doing <laughs> Well, honestly, thank you so much for having me today. I feel like um, I was so hesitant at first. I'm like, what am I going to say in this podcast? And I was like, nervous. I'm like, what the heck, Nashka? No one's even looking at you. You're not even on a video call. You're not on a stage. Like, it's a voice note, pretty much. And it's been so good. I loved it. I loved talking to you. It felt so organic and, you know, real. And we talked about super cool things that are, you know, not only special to us, but important, important for other women to know and for the world to know. I think they're all things that can make a difference in this world and ultimately make the world a better place. So it's been super cool. One million percent. So we do have a couple of closing topics to discuss. So like one, sure, I would love to know like what advice you have for any woman who could be, you know, super young in an adolescent age, teenage age, who is immigrating to a new country, doesn't know what the fuck they're getting into. Obviously, they're going to be met with like a totally different experience from where they came from. Like, based off your experiences, having gone through that, do you have any advice that you could provide to that girl right now? 
I think for me, my biggest thing, um, if I could go back and just hold on to my eight-year-old self and say everything to her to become the person that I am today would be one, be kind because you don't know what people are going through. Like you don't know if somebody's moving halfway across the globe and they don't know what the fuck is going on on the first day of a new country. So be kind. Always, always, always be yourself. It will get you so far in life. You have no idea. The biggest compliment you can get and the biggest compliment you can give is to be yourself. Um, I think that it's really important to do your part to make a difference. And whatever that means to you, if it means picking up trash from the side of the road or if it means starting a platform like Wine and Women or hosting a podcast like Mimosa Sisterhood, um, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you do your part to make a difference. And I think most importantly, just being a good person. I think people tend to focus on being good in terms of their faith or their religion or being a good person in their culture or being a good, you know, person at their job. But at the end of the day, if you can go to bed and you know you're a good person, I think you already changed the world a little bit. Absolutely. Oh, my God. So on that same note, what does sisterhood mean to you? Sisterhood? Oh, my God. I freaking love sisterhood and women and just you know all the power to everyone trying to do their thing girls like you and simmy and me um i think the reason we're such good friends and the reason we connect is because we truly believe in the meaning of sisterhood which is you have to cheer on every woman out there trying to do her thing it doesn't matter if you agree with it or you don't or if you would do it or you wouldn't but you will never be successful you will never be happy and you will never be able to truly call yourself a good person if you don't cheer on the sister beside you. So cheering on girls beside you, empowering, uplifting, being there, supporting, less judgment, more inspiration, all, all about all of those things. A hundred percent. Oh my God, I love it. It just like gives me tingles. Every time somebody <laughs> tells me like their meaning of sisterhood, I just like I'm over here drinking my wine and just like living in glory. <laughs> Isn't it crazy though that I'm sure literally every single person that you've spoken to has said it in a different way, but it kind they of have. boils down to the same thing? Well, so my plan is with everybody's approval to like compile these little 30 to one minute explanations of sisterhood into one audio clip and play it for everybody to hear that would be fantastic i would probably cry but yeah it's so it's so powerful and it's so beautiful and it just it gives me it fuels my blood you know it keeps me moving every day and I just I think it's so important so thank you so much for telling us that and oh it I couldn't agree more I mean just supporting supporting the the woman next to you who's doing what she's doing to get through her life or at least to make it a more positive place than it was yesterday like that is it percent um okay well one other note if any of our listeners tonight, you know, I, I have no doubt that our listeners tonight <laughs> are like, holy shit, one, we've got to check out Wine and Women, two, we're so stoked on this story, we love Nishka, like, I have no doubt, but if anybody's listening is like, fuck, dude, I want to connect with this woman, I want to be a part of her Instagram page I have a story I have to tell like where can they find you where can they submit their stories like how can they stay in touch with you 
Yeah, it would be awesome. I honestly, I've been getting stories every single day. So don't mind me if it takes me about a day or two to get back to you. I promise you I will. Um, you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook. So for Wine and Women, it's W-I-N-E-A-N-D-W-O-M-X-N. So Wine and Women. Um, I have an email as well, which is Wine and Women spelled the same way at gmail.com. So you can find me Instagram, Facebook, or email. And then also Realtor Nishka is also my Instagram page for my business for anybody in um, Canada, specifically in Toronto or Ontario. It's just Realtor, R-E-A-L-T-O-R, Nishka, N-I-S-H-Q-A. And I just feel like, Melissa, you would totally be okay with this. Um, I feel like we love Sydney so much and we're her biggest fans. (laughs) And I feel like for anyone who listened as an interested, Sydney is so awesome. She has an incredible page. She shares so much cool stuff on there, including quotes from women and, you know, empowerment and uplifting. And her page is called Letter for Her. So L-E-T-T-E-R. F-O-R-H-E-R on Instagram and she is super cool and if you are checking out Melissa's page and my page you owe it to send me to check out hers as well a hundred percent and I have one last question and I should have asked this in the beginning but I totally forgot so we didn't talk about whether we were drinking or not on this podcast I've been drinking rosé the entire episode (laughs) more than half a bottle into my bottle But I have a really important question for you, which is a follow-up to my episode with Simi, where I need to get to the bottom of the fact, do other countries have White Claw? Yeah, we do. I mean, we just got it. Okay. Because Simi doesn't have it. (laughs) Yeah, no. England is is a little bit, you know, a little bit behind. I'm just kidding. But I don't know. I think North America tends to have pretty similar things. The U.S. definitely gets a lot of more things than we do, and they tend to get it first as well. We just got White Claw, like, I'm pretty sure earlier this year. Um, I actually visited my aunt who lives in New Jersey for Thanksgiving last year, and she made me try it, and honestly, it was gross. I was like, I'm never drinking this in my life again. I tried the um, black cherry one. Uh Uh-huh. And everyone in New Jersey says, like, oh, I'll just have a seltzer. And I, like, don't even know what that is. I don't know what you guys mean by that. We don't (laughs) use that term here. At least I don't. We don't Um, use that in California either. I've never Okay, well, she was just like, just pass me a seltzer. Yeah, that's what they kept saying. I'm like, are you people okay? Like, what are you talking about? And New Jersey is pretty close to Toronto. I mean, like, location-wise, we're, Mm -hmm. like, fairly, like, we're not, like, all the way across the world or anything. So, anyways, I had no clue what she was talking about. She made me try the black cherry one. It tastes like cough medicine. I refuse Mm -hmm. to drink it. Um, And then I was like, no, I'm not trying another one. Are you crazy? So, I usually, my go-to is wine or gin and tonic. Um, I like vodka. I'm drinking gin and tonic tonight, even though I should rep wine, but I'm trying to be a little healthy on the weekdays. And, uh, um, yeah, and so we got White Claw. We have, I think, mango, lime, black cherry, and I think they just recently got a few new flavors, like maybe the is summer peach pack. a thing? I don't know. The summer pack. It's mango, tangerine, lemon, and... No, no, we don't have all of those, I don't oh, okay. think. But yeah, we have mango for sure, black cherry for sure, and lime. Um, I don't love it. Like, I'll drink the mango if I like if it's there, and I'm really trying to be super uber healthy or something. But I, yeah. it's not like my biggest. I don't love 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 it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You are an absolute gem, which was no surprise. I've been waiting for this. I've been looking forward to this for a month. 
Um, but thank you so much, one, again, for being so honest, open, vulnerable, just telling everybody about your life, the good, the hardship, the great, the success, the failures, like all of it. I, I so appreciate it. And I am and just absolutely blessed and honored to have connected with you, to know you, for both of us to be running our own platforms. They're side by side. They're on the same stream. And I just can't wait to just see where we go in life and to be rooting for you and you rooting for me and just be kicking ass. This is so exciting. I know. So excited and- about it. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like it was long overdue. I'm so thankful for our newfound friendship and I'm so thankful for, you know, both the platforms that we have and, and both the good that we're doing in the world. And thank you again for having me and just, you know, letting me be honest and open and vulnerable. I think a lot of times we talk about our success, but we don't tend to touch on failure and setbacks and things that were difficult. And it's really good too, because it's good to create honest and open communication and conversation and, and have a platform where, you know, women can listen in and realize that it's not always easy. Some days are hard, some days are good, some days are not so good, and and it's going to be okay. And, and I think that's really important. So thank you very much. 100%. And again, anybody listening, if you haven't checked out Wine and Women yet on Instagram, do yourself a favor. You will love it. If you love this podcast, you will love that Instagram page. It's literally, they're twin sisters. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much again for joining. Everybody else, if you'd love this like episode tonight if you enjoy the new everyday women segment if you love hearing stories from everyday women leave us a review apple Podcasts, five stars send a review let me know what's up and then don't forget to call in because i want to hear from you and i love you guys and we've been doing this for years and i can't wait to meet you and hear your story and hear your women of the week submissions and i'm just just be here with me let's do this journey together i'm so excited about it Um, But that's it for tonight, and next week we'll be back with another Women in History episode. And until next time, just keep boozing up and empowering your female friends because they fucking rock. Bye!